Welcome to Planet 8. Every two weeks, the crew at Planet 8 Podcast explores the many worlds of science fiction, fantasy, superheroes, monsters, and more. We cover the latest movies and TV shows, as well as old favorites, too. Yeah, like Planet of the Apes. It's a manhunt! A manhunt! Hey, guys, don't forget Star Trek. Fascinating. Or classic monsters like King Kong, Creature from the Black Lagoon, or Godzilla. If it's nerdy or geeky, we'll probably be talking about it. So why don't you tune in and check us out? You can find us on iTunes or other fine podcast providers. Come join the conversation at our website, planet8podcast.blogspot.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. This is Planet 8 Podcast, signing off. End transmission. Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rackin' Auditorium is made possible by Lord Bloodraw's Patreon supporters. Information at patreon.com slash lordbloodraw. You can also help support the show by going to anchor.fm slash lordbloodraw slash support. Thank you. Ah, I'm so glad you're here. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Lord Bloodraw. I host horror and science fiction films on my TV series, Lord Blood Draws Nerve Rack and Theater, but here, in this cool, intimate darkness, I'll be presenting tales of horror and the uncanny solely for you, alone. In this auditorium within your mind, you will coalesce the settings and the players from the ether of your imagination, your terror will be your own creation. This is the sorcery of sound, the subtle magic of old-time radio horror. at the door. You will not need them. This is Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rackin' Auditorium. Revenge. Those who seek to avenge an injury call it justice. And those who are injured by that act seek to avenge their wrong, and they too call it justice. Therefore, revenge is eternal. It can be passed down through the bloodline like a grotesque family heirloom. The son avenges the father, and his son avenges him, and his son avenges him, and pain upon pain, and hate upon hate, and death upon death. Revenge can become, in its way, a private religion. Its rites and dogmas known only to those in the whirlpool 
of vengeance. Which brings us to tonight's tale, a tale of the adherence to the religion of revenge. From the witch's tale, here is the altar of hate. of the eerie, weird, blood-chilling tales told by old Nancy, the witch of Salem, and Satan, her wise black cat. They are waiting, waiting for you. and Francis better serve Madame la Guillotine than you. Because of your fine working nuts, bodies of a dead soul fill our ribbon de wire. It overflows its backs. After this stubborn door has yielded, you will witness even finer work, friend Brissac. What will you do to them? Wait and see. <laughs> I have a very pretty plan. We are your prisoners. There is no need to ask what you will do to us. We are ready. You are brave, Monsieur Leconte. 
<laughs> but will you not ask for mercy, at least for your wife and son? Neither my husband nor myself will plead for our lives, monsieur. Nor will I. I am not afraid to die. Oh, my son, my child. Helen, <laughs> the lady weakened. Mother, don't. I can't help myself. When her child is threatened, every mother is a girl. Stop! No, Monsieur Kelly, I know I'm speaking to a man without a heart. Yes, speak I must. We are ready to die. But our son is only a boy, a child. You can't kill him. Helene! Mother, I beg you. Go on, madam. I am really most sympathetic. Spare my son. He is but 16, a child. You have touched me deeply. I will grant your plea. What? No, Carrier. All aristocrats must die. Silence, Brissac. I command here. No one can be spared. In Nantes, I am revolutionary law. I will spare your son, madame, on one condition. Anything you say. Yes, anything. So the father is not too proud to beg. I will not let them beg. Father. Mother. We three die together. No, Charles, not you. You are the last of the Delarians. You must carry on our name. Yes, my son must live. Name your condition with your career. No, yes. Your son will be spared, citizens, if he will be your executioner. What? You mean? This boy shall live if he will operate the knife that drops your head into the basket. No, monster. You are worse than the butcher they call you. You are a fiend from hell. Friend Carrier, a stroke of genius. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I had forgotten my duty, Brissac. I said I had a plan for these aristocrats. <laughs> Only you could have thought of this. Listen, citizen soldiers, to this great patriot we follow. <laughs> Enough. Enough. And now I restore your answer. The answer is no. Do you think I would buy my life at the cost of taking those of my mother and father? Take us three to your guillotine and learn how aristocrats, both young and old, can die. My son, you make me proud, but I am yet head of my house. But your carrier, my son submits to your conditions. Oh, you are not in earnest, father. Thy father is in earnest, Charles, and I divine his reason. I add my voice to his... Thou must obey us. Not if God commanded it. Charles, thou, the last of our noble name, must live. Monsieur Carrier, we cannot escape. Will you withdraw with your men for a few minutes? That you may persuade the young man privately with pleasure. Citizen soldiers, we will all retire to the hallway. Come, citizen soldiers. You're wasting time. I die with my parents. I count on their ability to convince you, young man. They understand my motives as I understand theirs. Motives which assure them I will keep my promise that you be allowed to live. I know you will keep your promise, Butcher Carrier. And why? Please leave us. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> I will await your decision. Out of hearing, but not out of sight. Oh. Mother, thou must accept. That fiend's condition, Charles. How can you bid me even think of such a crime against all nature? Thou dost not understand, my son. The name of DeLorean must not die. Dost think I would preserve it by depriving thee of life? An ideal, a cause, is more important than the individual. 
And we are already doomed to die. By thy hand or another's. Thou, my son, must live. It's such a cut. I cannot. Then art thou a coward, unfit to be our son. Aye, to die is not difficult, but thou art afraid to live. I cannot live, Thou so. must. Listen, Charles. That beast, sated with murder, would now destroy souls as well as bodies. So that men may say of thee, there goes an aristocrat who bought his life with the blood of those who bore him. He will keep his word. And thou must prove such scum cannot destroy a soul. For thou and other young men like thee are the only hope of France. Thou must live, or we shall have died in vain. Thou wilt be bravest of the brave in living, Charles. For thou wilt bear men scorned in honor. I cannot, will not do this thing. Charles, no! You will wait at that door. Take us to your guillotine. We die together. Wait! I have a final argument in my command. Mother! Drop that knife! A sea dog has a dagger! No! Mother! She is me! No. I am granting your desire. It was too much to ask his father that he should bring his mother to death. But now that death accomplished, Charles. Thou wilt fulfill my final wish and live. Yes. Thou wilt fulfill this man's condition on me, thy father. You still will keep your pardon, butcher. It will not make so good a show to have him drop only your head in the basket. <laughs> still, indirectly he will have caused his mother's death. The terms yet stand. Promise you will live, Charles. <laughs> oh, dear mother. Promise. It is my dying wish. <laughs> the she-dog's dead. I will join you soon, Lorraine. What says the she-dog's puppy? Will he join her too, or will he buy his life? Thy mother's dead. My mother. And you, you who call yourself the government of France have killed her. Yes. I will buy my life. I promise, mother, to fulfill thy dying wish. I will be thy executioner, father, that I may live to serve a holy hate. But I may avenge thy death a hundredfold. Do you hear me? Murderous beast! You fiends of hell! I will live to serve a holy hate! To avenge a hundredfold! To avenge a hundredfold! <laughs> Take them away, Bissac, and inform the citizens outside that Madame la Guillotine will be well served tonight. <laughs> An aristocratful victim and one for executioner. Come, Charles. Yes, father. I swear on thy body, mother, to avenge an hundredfold. <laughs> That's only the beginning of this pretty story, Satan. Now it's thirty-four years later. The revolution's over. Butcher Carrier himself has lost his head upon the guillotine. <laughs> A Bourbon king sits on the throne of France once more, and the boy who swore oath upon the body of his mother 
is now an old man of fifty who's lying on his deathbed. So our tale goes on. Our tale of the altar of hate. <laughs> the altar of hate! <laughs> I know there is but a short time left for me, Monsieur le Cure, but I have no wish for your offices. I have a creed that is suited to my needs. I know your creed, Monsieur le Comte. It is a religion of hate. Oh, go away. Call my son. He will be my confessor. The only one I wish. Very well. The doctors say I may die at any minute. Then I have much to tell the boy. I left him waiting outside. Only, thy father bids thee enter. Father... Come close to my bed, Henri. So I need not raise my voice. Yes, Father. I have little strength. Leave us alone, Monsieur le Curé. You will not change your mind. No, get out. I go. Well, my son, you, like all of France, know I was my father's executioner. Like all of France, I know the reason for your deed, Father. All honor and applaud it. Only one living man beside myself knows the true reason for my deed and how I kept my promise. Your promise? To my dead mother and the scum who made her die. Ring that bell. Call old Gina to my bedside. Yes, father. Gina served my parents. He has ever been my confident and trusted friend. I've envied him. I never knew my mother. So thou art all I've ever had to love. I wish to be thy confidant. You shall be now, my son, or you must carry on the work. I may not finish. But thou canst not leave me, Father. I shall die when you have learned my wishes. My will shall make me live till then. He lies at the door. Let him enter. Come, Gina. Monsieur le Comte, you wish something from your servant? Yes, old friend. A last wish. A last command. That thou shalt serve my son as for fifty years thou hast served me. I was born a servant of the DeLorean. I, too, have served that name. Close the door. Lock it, Gina. Only, I have said you must carry on my work. If I did not know you for a faithful son, I even now would stay the hand of death that tightens on my burned-out heart. But you, I know will fulfill my uncompleted promise. I do not understand. You will in a moment. You have believed. I dropped the knife upon my father's head that I might live to perpetuate our ancient lie. I did. But that was only a portion of my reason. The greater part was that I avenge, that I serve a holy hate. Nina, open the secret panel that hides the shrine of my religion. Yes, Monsieur Le Comte. Look, my son, at the altar I have built it. <gasps> An altar built of human skulls? Yes, the skulls of those who in the name of liberty defiled the natural rights of all created men. The skulls of those who served Madame la Guillotine. The skulls of those who made my life a ghost of horror. An executioner they made of me. Uh, I have persisted in that calling. Before that shrine, you see a headsman's block. It is I who have lifted the neck fall, the bloody axe that leans upon it. I can look no more. You must do more than look. I vow to repay an hundredfold. 
Two skulls are missing from my altar. You mean I? You bear the name I have preserved. Ninety heads only at all. That's fine. You must make a hundred breasts there. I cannot. Will not. I command you, you will obey. No. Yes. Promise or I curse you with my dying breath. Father, promise. I promise. I promise. Swear. I swear. Ah. Now I know thou art fit to bear my name. Father, I die content. I... I shall have avenged an hundredfold. Father, father, I cannot let thee die deceived. I lie to thee. I cannot do thy awful bidding. I withdraw my promise. Father, answer me. I tell you, I withdraw my promise. I take back my oath. Your father has ceased to breathe. No, oh no. One cannot withdraw a promise from the dead. Tell you I will keep my promise, Gina. But I must have more time, just a little more time. Six months have passed since your father breathed his last. Has not that been time enough? <laughs> oh, will you never leave me alone? Morning, noon, and night you speak of nothing but that ghastly promise. Your father rests uneasy in his grave because you make no move to keep your plighted word. The word of a DeLorean. His spirit comes to me and bids me tell you. You only dream he comes to you. Nay, I do not dream. This picture walks these halls from dusk to dawn, bitter and accusing, because of your broken faith. I, I never see it. You will, if you do not go. Gaze upon his portrait hanging there. His spirit now looks at you from its painted eyes. They, they do look alive. But that's imagination. My mind is becoming weakened by your ghoulish chatter. Oh, leave me alone. I must have more time. How much more time? How can I tell? A man does not commit cold-blooded murder if he takes an evening stroll. Just vengeance is not murder. Such vengeance is not just. Oh, I know the awful cause my father had for hatred. But no cause on earth can make such hatred right or good. It can't excuse the frightful altar that lies behind that panel. That altar is a shrine of heaven. It's a monument to hell. One man alone was responsible for my father's horrid memories. One man alone. Yet the head of Wichicaria did not fall by my father's hand. His head is not included in that edifice of skulls. No, they are the heads of the innocent followers of Carrier. Dogs who shared his guilt. You've told me that author has claimed victims who, like me, were not yet born when the reign of terror ended. But they were of the blood of those of the terror, of that vile brood. How could I hate people I've never seen for a thing that happened before my time? I won't hate. Hatred burnt my father's life away. I saw him die at old age of 50, an age when other men are in their prime. I won't follow in his footsteps. I'll not hate. I'll not hate. Then you have lied from the first. You never meant to fulfill your plighted word. The word of a DeLorean. The name that he preserved means nothing to you. I... Gina, two heads are needed to complete that altar. Bring me. Bring me two of Butcher Carrier's blood. And I will keep my promise. You renew your compact with the dead before this portrait of your father? I... Yes. I renew my compact. On the conditions I've made. <laughs> I'm content. Within this hour, your father's shade will be at peace. Within this hour? Our holy altar will have its hundred skulls. What do you mean? That I have foreseen your conditions. That last night I went upon the hunt. And this morning I came home with game. It lies waiting now behind the panel. Look! <laughs> 
Two bodies lie there by the headman's block. Two live bodies bound and dead, ready for the axe which you will wield. Your prisoners are women. My prisoners are enemies. They are the sister and the niece of Butcher Carrier. Don't devil. Cut those cords that bind them as I tear away the gas. No. <laughs> this one is just a devil. You're setting them free. Yes. Then I take back my promise now forevermore. I will not hate. I will not kill. You cannot withdraw our promise to the dead. Gaze upon your father's portrait. Look into his eyes. They're warning you, Monsieur Lacombe. Beware. Mademoiselle, do you truly forgive me for Dina's dreadful treatment of you and of your mother? Mother and I remain here in your house as guests. Does that not prove forgiveness? And, and we know the wrong my uncle brought upon your father. And it is for us to beg forgiveness, not for you. Forgiveness? What a blessed word that is to one who has only heard of hate. Even love must lack such meaning. I've never been in love. Neither have I. How old are you, Monsieur Lecomte? On my next birthday, I'll be 20. I suppose we're really too young to know much about love. I don't think we would be if we weren't country people. They say in the city that girls and men much younger than we are know all about it. Some are even married. It must be nice. To live in a city? And to know about love. It must be wonderful. Oh, terribly wonderful, Monsieur Lacombe. I wish you wouldn't call me that anymore. No, my name is Henri. Oh, but, but you're a noble, a DeLorean. And I am a bourgeois and a niece of Butcher Carrier. What difference does that make? We've known each other now for two whole weeks. The happiest weeks I've ever known, and... And Marguerite? What were you going to say? I I think that I've learned to love you. Oh, really? Yes, I know what love is now. And I love thee. I love thee. Oh, my dear one. What was that? My father's portrait. As you took me in your arms, it fell crashing to the floor. It's eyes. It's painted eyes. They glare at me with hate. Good night, Mother. Good night, my little Marguerite. God bless thee and thy husband. May I call you Mother now, Madame? Since your daughter has just become my wife, I would like to. I never knew my mother. You poor boy. I am my mother now. Good night, Monsieur le Curé. Good night, Madame le Comtesse de Lorient. You are that now, you know. Good night to you, Henri, and God's blessing on your bridal night. Thank you, Monsieur le Curé. Now, old servant, won't you cease to look at me with loathing? Won't you also bless our wedding? When you took this woman to your wife today, you lost all claim upon my service. You are no longer a DeLorean. You are Butcher Curry's breed. Keep your peace. Upon this bridal pair, I lay my curse. And the dead have made another, more weighty one upon them. Holy. Don't be afraid, Marguerite. Love cannot fear hate. Let me lift you in my arms and carry you into the house of Lorien. Holy. He stumbled. Oh. That is an awful omen. Uh, hi. <laughs> it is nothing. It, it means nothing, Mother. Good night. Good night. Go to your wedding bed, cursed spawn of Butcher Curry, in the house of one who served a holy hate. I, I am afraid. Monsieur Le Cure, call them back. No one can call them back, for they are the dead as waiting to receive them. Don't. Cease your superstitious lies, Dina. The dead are dead and harmless in their graves. And if they are not, the boy was right. Love has naught to fear from hate. So says your religion. The dead and I hold another different taste. Ah! 
Oh, scream. Open that door. Come. Marguerite. Marguerite, where are you? Monsieur le Cure. Monsieur, Monsieur, only boy. They do not answer. You will find them in this room, I think. His father's room. Marguerite, my baby, answer me. That opening in the wall. That pile of grinning skulls. Look close. Two freshly severed heads now lie upon it. Oh, my daughter. And always. Now the altar is complete. Not even the grave could keep my master from fulfillment of his vow. He has avenged an hundredfold, and hate has triumphed. No, folks, comes here next week, and me busty. And Satan and me will have another pretty yarn to see. <laughs> To continue the bloodline of the DeLoreans, a father bade his son to kill him to save his young life. And being raised on hatred, indoctrinated into the religion of vengeance, he builds an altar of hate, which he completes, after death, with the severed head of his own son, who dared to love a relative of the ancient butcher, Kerien. This cycle of vengeance is ended, as is the family DeLorean. There is a saying, he who seeks vengeance must dig two graves, one for his enemy and one for himself. Thank you for joining me in the Nerve Racken Auditorium, and I hope you'll come again. But now it's time for you to rejoin the, uh, real world. I am Lord Bloodraw, and I'll be waiting here for you in the shadows of your mind until the next time you seek the darkness. Good night. Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rackin' Auditorium is only one of the ways Lord Bloodraw helps keep the love of vintage horror and science fiction alive. His long-running TV series, Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rackin' Theater, presents the best, worst, and wildest horror and science fiction films ever made. And his Patreon-exclusive weekly series, Lord Bloodraw's Cathode Zone, features the best episodes of classic old-time genre television. More information on those at lordbloodraw.com. But you can help Lord Bloodraw spread the love of horror and science fiction and see the exclusive weekly series, Lord Bloodraw's Cathode Zone, by signing up at patreon.com slash lordbloodraw. Thank you.